0: Welcome to the Shift Talkers podcast. Check one. Yes.
1: You sound good. I sound good. You sound good, sister. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shift Talkers. I'm so excited. Hey. Hey. Guess who's here? <laughs> oh, no. It's just Cricket. a seltzer. It's just a seltzer. <laughs> It's just a seltzer. Oh, it's a seltzer water. Yeah. It's actually really just a seltzer.
0: <laughs> There's so many different flavors these days. There really is
1: of the alcohol.
2: Strawberries. I got a seltzer. It's, uh, it's a. It's a. It's a little barley, different. barley and largest. hops there seltzer. You go. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it isn't a White Claw, we're
1: all right. <laughs> oh my God, that's what I have. I, I, oh, I, I drink White the White Claws. Claws. Uh, I know, that one's empty. I'm drinking... <laughs> no, okay, so I've gone to White Claw, then to busy. Cricket is here. Hey. Hey, we missed you. <laughs> so glad you're here. We are joined by Alex what up what up my Alex people. Colleen Sweets here with the Shift Talkers podcast and I'm so happy to introduce Alex I know Alex through my sister who worked with him at Le Peep. I didn't work with you did I
2: I don't think we did I think I um it was me and Dre at that time yeah and then um God, I don't think they're in business anymore, right? Is that they're not? lapeep yeah. is
1: gone, so we can talk about them all we want. <laughs> That's a shame. We can talk everything.
2: They had great, great food there. I they I really
1: did, and then they were bought out by this other rest. Uh, this other uh, business owner, I should say, who just fucked everything up. But we won't talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> other business owner, if you're listening, <laughs> we won't say your name, but you know what? I really want you. You know who you are. <laughs> hey, Alex. I uh, uh, did you. What What other restaurants did you work at besides La Peep? Were there any others?
2: You know what? It's so funny that you asked me to do this, and, and not funny in a ha ha way. It was uh, funny in a way that that that's all I I really did in my first earlier years like um so the very first job i ever had i was like 15 years old and it was right on the cusp of having to get at that time hold on yeah
1: come a little closer to your
2: microphone oh can you hear me now that's good okay (laughs) much better okay you were 15 years old stay up on that i was 15 years old and uh uh it was right on the cusp of needing like a, a work permit at that time and so right down the road it was uh alameda greenhouse and so I, I makes poop for, you know, for a, a living <laughs> quote unquote, I was still with my parents obviously, but it was my video game or money or whatever, comic book money, whatever I was doing then. And, uh, so, uh, I started that and then my, my first job in the service industry, uh, was Chili's. And so I was a buster for Chili's and, um, you know, I was a hard worker. I came from a, a extremely hardworking family. My dad was actually in the service industry when he was a young man in college. Um, and so I started off as a busser at Chili's uh, in Albuquerque. And then um, I believe I worked there for a while and then I, I moved on to Applebee's. Um, Chili's to Applebee's. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a. St- so the, grass is, up, the grass is greener. The grass is greener over there. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I think I just flirted with all the waitresses too much at Chili's, and I had to move on. And stuff, I don't know. I was really shy when I was a young kid, so, and still am. But anyway, so I went to Applebee's, and uh, I was a server there. Uh, you know, filled in for the hosts or whatever when when they were away, and um, and then from there. I believe I went to chill or uh, excuse me to Sadie's, and Sadie's was really cool. I met. I mean, in these jobs, you meet so many amazing people and a couple of douchebags. Obviously, there's always that. You yeah, know, but... you know.
1: I I can I interrupt you Absolutely, real real real, real quick, because we like to ask our guests the same questions, and we haven't done it in a long time because uh, we're just winging this shit. What is the? I mean, I mean, I know where you're going. I know what the answer is already going to be. Because what is the one thing you love about the
2: restaurant? You know, um, it's fast paced. I love that it's fast paced. Mm. Um, okay. And and for me, you know, I hate watching paint dry, and I'm sure most people <laughs> do. You know, you do get your your you know your rushes and your slow you know slow times, your down times, which then they have you uh, uh, watching paint dry and you know, wiping off the bottom of the tables or whatever uh, (laughs) ridiculous thing that your manager can have you do at that time, (laughs) depending on how pissed off they are. Um, But, you know, I I, I love being, uh, you know, my dad's a real hyper guy. He's like 67 and he just doesn't stop. He's he's retired and he's doing more now than he ever has been. So, you know, he's been my example and I'm kind of a, a higher strung, not as much as my dad but I'm kind of a high strung person. So I love running around. I love, you know, making people happy and getting a job done and, and taking care of things. And um, so I, I really did enjoy that. And I enjoyed the people too, you know, and it's almost like one big party, you know, it's the, the camaraderie is, is great. And, uh, corporate America, it's, I've learned that it's kind of the opposite. There's a lot of, uh, uh, polarized, you know, relationships. And it's great when you're off of work, but then you clock and it's like you have to hate yourself, you know. It's like the old, hey, Sam, you know, uh, uh, Looney Tunes, and then you have to get to work and be the big bad wolf, you know? So, um, but yeah, I really did like the, the service industry, and there's a lot of good money to be made. Obviously, with COVID, it, it, it dampered a lot of businesses, unfortunately. Oh, but yeah, hopefully... Yeah. There's a light at the end of the tunnel and uh, we can get back on track soon, you know.
1: So how many restaurant jobs have you had, do you, do you think? I, I mean, work, just, I, just I, give I, us a random number. Does
2: Wendy's count? I worked at Wendy's once oh, for yeah, three hours. How Wendy's
1: <laughs> count? Three <laughs> hours? Okay, wait. Wendy's counted until you said three hours. <laughs> no, it doesn't count.
2: <laughs> so once upon a time, I, uh, I needed a job, and my mom was on my butt, obviously. And <laughs> so I applied, and one of the places that called me was Wendy's, and it was here in Albuquerque. And uh, so I, I got there and <clears throat> they gave me a little five minute, you know, b- debriefing and uh, gave me my apron and I was on fry duty, five I think. Five
0: minute debriefing. And
2: uh <laughs> I was on fry duty. They're like, yeah. careful, hot. Yeah, basically.
0: I think yeah, they... no, that's, that's exactly... Sign this waiver.
2: And, and, and you know what? I think they do that to weed they out the, the weak ones from the strong ones. So, like, if you end up with, like, a fry hand or something, you know what I mean? Like, you probably weren't cut out to do much, you know? You know
1: what? It's funny. My son just, uh, he's been at Sonic for, like, three and a half, four weeks. And it's exactly like that. Like, they're like... Here's your first Saturday night. <laughs> you know, you're on the, you're on the, sh- you're on the shake machine. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just like, he comes home and I'm serious. His red Sonic shirt is splattered in vanilla and shake ice cream. Just splattered. They don't give him like a big plastic apron to wear. Man, <laughs> I asked him, I'm like, can't, don't, can't you wear an apron? And, oh man. Good but- thing they
2: didn't put him at McDonald's because that shit is always broken. You know what I mean? He'd be out of a job no, in like two seconds. No, he'd be happy. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. That's a. That's a. You know, you
1: know I'm going to say this real quick because the first very, the very first night he came home and there's Sonics everywhere. Okay, and I'm not going to say which one, but I'm going to say <laughs> my son came home and he's a very picky eater. Okay, you guys, he's not like he's <laughs> very crazy. very picky, but he came home and he said his very first night of work at Sonic or anywhere in his life. <laughs> I'm never eating at Sonic again. And I was like, why? And I was like, nope. I just, I'm just never doing
2: it. And So let that a lesson to And you. when you learn the secrets, you know, behind everything, you know, it's, and they, we all try, you know, as business owners, I know, you know, there's just so many checks and balances and there's so much you can do and, and you're trying to do the best you can, you know. and And then you get the people that, you know, that take their job seriously and the people that just don't care. You know, that's in every field and every genre, uh, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, you know, it's food and we all know how that goes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, we do. So how how long were you in the business and what are you doing now?
2: So I was in and out of jobs. um you know when you're young and you have these those, uh, in those and out sort of restaurant of, jobs, you know, sort of jobs or are yeah. you know I don't Any... want to call them throwaway jobs, but basically yeah. you know if
1: Lear, we'll call let's call them like learning growing jobs. You know, the, <laughs> it's a starter job. It is a starter, starter job. Jobs.
2: You know, and so <clears throat> I was I was always hopping and skipping if you know I I could deal with something monotonous for only so long, and then I would just. I couldn't deal with it anymore. And I just would hop across the street, you know, and fill out a quick app. Now everything is online and you have to literally, you get screened, you know, before you could even talk to a human being. And I think that's detrimental in a lot of ways to a lot of businesses, you know, that it's mm-hmm. set up that way. Cause unfortunately you don't get to see the person face to face and fill them out. And, you know, um, it's all done by algorithms or whatever, you know, uh, you know, whatever structures they have set up, uh, online through these programs. But back then, um, I'll be 37 this year. So I'm not that old, but
1: 37
2: and,
1: uh, God, <laughs> is <this> what uh, <laughs> <and, laughs> were not you like, just like 30, uh, 36? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't
2: that long ago. I know. And it, and time flies and, <clears throat> you know, things are changing so rapidly. So you know, when I was young, I got the cusp of, of actually having to go face to face, fill out an application, you know, uh, on paper, and and hand it in to a manager and set up a meeting. And you know, there's still the the industry is still somewhat that way, but uh, majority of the jobs are not that way anymore. They're and, not. Um, and, and so it, I think yeah. it's it's very difficult now. It's not as easy as it was back then to be able to hop. Skipping a jump, you know. So. Oh well, yeah, I'll yeah.
0: give you a job right now, Alex.
2: Hey, well, you know. <laughs> right? uh, Wait, how
0: well, would you like to bartend?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Head bartender, to, Alex. A couple, everybody needs. Couple we <laughs> might have to. I might have to take this offline. That's for sure. I know.
1: Hey, so what do you do now?
2: So now. Um, um, so sorry. I've always been a drifter, like I said, and <clears throat> I've, I've done a little bit of everything, um, construction, a service industry, and uh, I, I, this job landed in my lap. I'm in HVAC, and uh, I'm just in the admin side um, in the corporate world, and I've never been behind a computer desk, you know, for the amount of time that I've been for that within the last four years, and uh, definitely uh, very different I still love what I do, the service industry. I'm still in the service industry because I work for service. Sure. And man, it, it I think all of those skills that I acquired throughout the journey have served me well because I still get the angry customers, people. I, if you can believe this, <laughs> people in America today, yeah,
3: come they on, they want, want it.
2: They Go want on. it now. Okay. They don't want to be hot and if it's two degrees off, they're shouting on the phone at you, saying the whole building is burning, you know. So I'm still in the service industry (laughs) and uh and people are still so spoiled, but uh I've learned to It's seventy five degrees in here. How am I supposed to live like this? Oh, you should see some of the calls we get. Oh my goodness. But uh you know, I'm a fighter and my mom raised a fighter and well, I put on the per, uh, proverbial boxing gloves and uh, we, we go, you know, we get in the ring with the customers. I get in the ring with the customers and we always, I always end up building a great relationship with those tough customers that way. Um, always like the bullies on the playground. Once you fight back, then you always end up becoming best friends nine out of ten times. And it's and it's a hospitality, you know, business as well. I mean, and. <laughs> it's the gummy we're in a we're in a society where it's you know we've been this for for years you know where you know i I want my money and i want it now you know i'm not gonna say who said that but you all remember that commercial and Mm. it's very true we're a a must-have yeah we're (laughs) we're a must-have society yesterday you know we we needed it yesterday hence we're in debt and our country is in the turmoil that it's in And they're talking about responsible spending when, come on, you know, look at our deficit. But anyway. Alex for president, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Thank you. Vote for Pedro. (laughs) Um.
1: (laughs) So I want to hear some stories. Uh, I mean, we're the shift talkers. I want to hear some stories about the restaurant business. Okay, Alex, this is what I was going to say before. I remembered. Hurry up. Alex (laughs) is a good looking guy. Okay. He's got these cute little dimples (laughs) on his cheeks and stuff. And I mean, you guys, you guys have heard him talking, so he's interesting. So tell us about a story that you've been in the restaurant industry and you've been hit on or something like that. where And you're shy, right? You said so. Give us the story.
2: But well, you've got
0: some cougar stories.
2: I, uh, cougar
0: stories.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I I could have
0: uh, said that. Thank you, Christy.
2: I was at Sandia Casino once, and uh, this this older gal um, had a I think she called it a diamond card or something, and and she's like, "What do you want to drink?" And at that time, I think I had. Uh, What's I was a, a
1: diamond card?
2: I I think it's pretty much like an uh, somewhat uh, a real high limit spending card. Uh, oh. It's like a casino. credit card
0: for the casino, so you can get like food, drinks, drinks play any drunk. of the oh. any of the games. With I believe it.
2: that's what it was called. So, okay, um, she was an older gal and very nice, very nice lady, and uh, I I think she was trying to get me drunk, and she kept buying me the wrong drinks. But was course... she drinking Chardonnay? <laughs> <laughs> Bogle,
1: Bogle Chardonnay. I don't know
2: because at the, at that time, like I, I was into the. Um, Do you guys remember the dude, uh, the big Lebowski and how Mm -hmm. he drank his, uh, white white Russians, (laughs) Russians. but she kept buying me black Russians. So I don't know if she was insinuating (laughs) something or not. Um, but in any event, uh, I had to bail out of that one pretty quick. (laughs) I didn't, you know, want to owe anybody too much, but, um, no, as far, as far as the, the, the industry, I, you know, it's funny. I, I did meet, um, I did meet an individual, a, a gal that, uh, well, we were in a band at that time. and uh, we, What we was were, the band name? Uh, Sex for Admission. Ah! <laughs> and uh, we'd go by SFA when, uh, you know. We SFA. Kind of keep it clean.
1: Sex for Admission.
2: And so uh, <laughs> I met a lot of great people along the way, um, you know, playing at bars and restaurants and stuff. And um, so, yeah, one of my axes uh, did work. At, uh, at a restaurant, and I won't go into great detail about that, but uh, yeah, she was one of the ones that uh, that broke my heart and got away when I was a young man.
1: <laughs> Aww, Alex. You're so cute. But,
2: uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was about it. You know, I get along with everybody and uh, uh, for the most part, you know, so I... How, you could meet you a lot of,
1: How could you not let
2: Alex for president,
1: as Christy said? <laughs> you meet a lot of at good people. At least mayor. Start with mayor.
2: <laughs> I, I know that like at Lapeep. Um, Peep is
1: closed so we can talk about them all we want. Your,
2: your sister had a lot of great relationships with a lot of the customers man oh, and they did. they just loved her and she's a great wonderful uh, person as well yeah. so you do meet a lot of good people and you build that rapport especially with your regulars you know and you know people that are a lot more that have spent a lot more time in the industry uh could attest to that i i was in and out always so i don't think i ever had the amount of time to build a relationship with like the regulars i had a few right. but um not not to the degree that a lot of the other people that I know, that good yeah. friends of mine that are still in the industry, that they will travel forty-five minutes just because that bartender is there. Right, right, you right.
1: Know? Well, cricket's been in the industry how long?
0: Um, since I was sixteen. Wow, so, cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm fifty-one long now. So.
2: Super cool. Do the math.
0: Thirty-seven years. Thirty-seven years. Super yeah. cool. Holy, you know fucking it in and out. Is this as old 37? as you? Yeah. Oh wow. You know it oh, in
1: and out. <laughs> and cricket started in the back of the house. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. You know, some She's of my cut. favorite people were back of the house. Oh yeah, and and uh, yeah. my mom was from Mexico. I'm a Mexican American. Um,
0: Mexican American, and, and I look and I look <laughs> and I look
2: uh, like a gringo, and and a lot of guys will talk smack behind my back, and then I'll be like, de veras and then they'll be like, "Oh, this gringo speaks Spanish," you know. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, in any event, no, I love everybody, uh, and and a lot of the people. We're a Mexican descent man and Mexican people are some of the greatest, uh, funniest people that you could be literally shoveling manure and <laughs> you will be laughing all day. <laughs> you will be laughing all day because they're jokesters and they look, always look at the upside of everything you know, and give I each used other to, a hard time.
1: I yeah. used to work with this guy who... I uh, was always smiling. Always, always smiling. Like from ear to ear, you guys. This wasn't just like a, you know, a, a little tiny smile. It was a ear to ear smile all day long with teeth. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love that. And, uh, you know, hi. He would always be like, hi. And we'd all be, I mean, you couldn't not be friendly with him, you know. And one day, one of the managers was like, Stop smiling And he goes Okay <laughs> it just And help just it. like saying <laughs> Okay and smiled like he's just <laughs> It was great.
0: It was really funny like I will I'll never be re- I'll That's
1: never forget that
0: telling someone to stop smiling.
1: I know. Oh she was she was going through some shit, I'm guessing.
2: One of the best things that uh that that my my gente uh, the mexican people do is they give everybody a nickname Ooh. so that within <laughs> itself that's how it starts right they're very observant and they will just capitalize
1: restaurant people in
0: general give everybody nicknames <laughs> maybe that's what it is
2: maybe that's what it yeah. is. yeah you know? so uh that that right there you know well,
0: we there. have abuelo we have pelon
2: yeah there you oh go. right right right
0: go. we do well <laughs> Yeah, I we love got,
1: it. We got a couple widows, <laughs> <laughs>
2: but the widow,
0: <laughs> the widow.
2: I love yeah. that. Yeah, and and that that makes for a better day, you know. It work oh, sucks. Sure. Work sucks. We all wish we could hit the lotto, and you know, you know
1: that's the thing about the restaurant is that uh, you know, we go to work and we're hanging out with our fam, you know, like that's it becomes, especially when you've worked in in the industry for thirty seven years. Mm-hmm. Or twenty something years, or you know, I mean, you, you just you become family with those people, and you spend more time with them than anybody else, really. You know, you're always at work. I mean, you spend most of your days at work, so you know you have some kind of loyalty, and and uh, you know you have a you have a a, a caring and a love for them that. You know, I, I'm not sure and I wonder if any other industry has that type of
2: camaraderie
1: camaraderie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that strong like it is for the fam for the restaurant business because restaurant business is, you know, I mean, it's it's a mental capacity that changes your life <laughs> if mm-hmm. you're a restaurant person. It changes your life, mental you know?
2: and, and physical. I mean, oh yeah, you know, absolutely. you're on your feet, especially working doubles, yeah. man. I, oh god, I hated doubles, you know. And a couple of these places, they would give you a free meal and and at least do that, you know. And uh, but um, it's it's terrible. De- well, we get fifty very... percent off. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's not that's something unless you're
1: managing, and then you get a hundred percent, which is totally cool. I think it's great.
2: I think it's going to change though. Uh, here in New Mexico, I know that uh, our mm our governor right uh she signed the bill for legislation for marijuana so come next year in april um you know the culinary stuff is really going to start tapering to that i think a lot of the infused wines and and Mm -hmm. beers so a lot of the breweries and supposedly new mexico has one of the biggest uh businesses As far as breweries, I don't know how many breweries. My buddy was telling me something like a like I don't know how many like seventy or they're just sprouting up everywhere. I can't
0: even kill. They they, they've been
1: sprouting up for years.
0: Yeah, I used to be so envious of Colorado, and you know you can just you know go on a brewery tour in uh what's the little town Fort Collins has a you know brewery tour. It's like five breweries in this little college town of Fort Collins, and I, I. always been so envious now i mean the past 10 years especially
2: it's really
0: blossomed into something awesome i'm really happy about that and i think i think
2: think the the pot's going to start infusing and mm-hmm. all they got to do is with fill up f- with the beer. I think the wines are the already doing with sure. the wines, the food, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 100%. People, are,
0: I mean, people are already <laughs> on that shit. Can you there imagine being in the service industry at a restaurant, <laughs> that, a cannabis restaurant? Oh, like my, my God. My dessert people must be so blooded. you
2: would be like, hey, you didn't tip me. Like, oh, I forgot. You know? <laughs> the tips are included.
0: Yeah. We can't trust you. Yeah, that's <laughs> <that's
2: what laughs>
1: yeah,
0: or, or they'll be
1: coming back like, oh, we forgot to tip you. <laughs> We're so sorry.
2: <laughs> hey, but stoners <laughs> are honest for the most part, you know. So they would come back. They like, really
1: are. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? Yeah. People don't shoot people up for fucking marijuana. No. You know, no. I mean, they just don't. Yeah. The, and... pro- the
2: propaganda around that is that they can't patent the damn plant, and that's why they've kept it. You know, in, well, in, yeah. in this what they, the schedule they one. Be able to. Right up uh. there.
0: Well, the cartel will shoot people for marijuana, but not usually in the United oh, States. Yeah. You,
1: <laughs> you know.
0: You we show did. up on the beach in we, Cancun we, with a bunch of your, your own the weed. weed, the cartel out. is going to we, shoot we, you. We,
1: we won't mention the cartel. Oh, we, we won't mention the cartel. Sorry. All
0: right. All right. Just bleep that out.
1: <laughs> Bleeping the cartel out, cartel. <laughs> we didn't say Mexican cartel. It could be any cartel, right? It could be like the American cartel. I said Cancun.
0: I said Cancun.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: All right. We'll, we, Anywho. we'll bleep that out.
1: <laughs> Anywho... <laughs> I still don't remember what you do now, Alex.
2: So I do the heating and cooling. Yes, commercial heating and cooling. Thank you. Oh, and our, our company does uh, do residential, just not here in Albuquerque. I don't think there's enough of a demand for it. But uh, but it's a
0: national? It, uh, it's
2: actually international. Okay. Um, my my technician, uh, one of our seasoned techs, uh, he's a controls technician because everything is going automation. So everything is going, is tied in with uh, hardware, software, and they can monitor they, their sensors everywhere. They can monitor airflow and all of that stuff, temps and all, all of these things. And so he actually just got an opportunity and flew out to South Korea um, for a huge project for three months. So I lost one of my top techs there for three months, but uh, good for him for the opportunity and uh, super stoked about that. And so we have in Ireland, we had an office in Ireland, in Mexico, we have an office and, um, I'm not sure where else. Um, but those are the three ones that, uh, come up mm-hmm. uh, and we did do a separation, uh, from another corporation back right before COVID hit. Uh, so that would have been like March, I think of 2020. So, um, when COVID hit, they, uh, we had the opportunity to work from home, so I'm, I'm blessed um, that, you know, I have a, a nice little workspace and, you know, uh, technology is at a point where, where we have actually ran the business. Everybody's ran the business from home, other than our technicians, obviously working on the equipment. In the field, yeah. In the field. And uh, we have had record-breaking numbers, and it's amazing. So hopefully, uh, this will change the mindset of of running a corporation and eliminating overhead. Like you, we have a huge uh, billing the square footage is, I don't even want what the square footage is, but there's no need for that anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And so we'll see how, how things turn out. But I think there was a huge eye opener for a ton of businesses and a new way to run them. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You're lucky that you were able to do that remotely. There's a lot of people that were, that are lucky. That lost their
2: jobs, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and I thank God I kept my job and kudos to all of the small businesses and in the service industry that, um, had to think so quickly on their feet and change things according to the you know the their state statures or, or the recommendations uh that the governors were putting in place uh and and doing all these deliveries and and you know just completely you know just changing their entire world to keep their businesses afloat you know my hats off to all of them mm-hmm. you know because that was a, a difficult difficult change you know, so you know.
1: Cool. I mean, I talked to this lady the other day, and um, we were kind of talking about, you know, COVID times and all those changes and this and that, and the blessings in disguise. You know, the blessings that have come, and a lot of people, I think, are now just starting to see because in the beginning of it, and and I'm and I'm talking. In reference to the service industry, in the beginning, so many people were just nasty, so nasty. And, and I'm not saying that they're, that they're gone, because there's still some very nasty people that we're dealing with. But I think for the majority, and, and I've always thought this about the restaurant industry, yes, there are so many nasty people, but the good people totally outweigh the nasty and they always, always, always will. And that is the thing. And that's, you know, um, uh, the restaurant business is a mental, you know, you have to deal with so many different people all day long. And so you're getting all these energies and, and, and you know, things that are getting thrown at you. And at the end of the day, the good totally outweighs the bad 100 percent all the time i think that there was a moment where we all forgot that and it's starting to come back little by little that we remember yeah there's goodness out of all of this and you know there's change and if people aren't dealing with the change you know what they're not coming out (laughs)
2: <laughs> and that's the hard part is i think we all we all struggle with change in certain areas in our life <clears throat> yeah and this this turned the world upside down
1: yeah and, and if you and if you can't deal with change right now you are hibernating and you're not you're not coming out into the real world you know you're, and not, that's you're okay. not dealing and with that's it.
2: okay too you know that's okay too because we're at a level i think in society where you know literally i can have my groceries delivered literally I don't have to step outside of my house if I want to live like a hermit and still have all the amenities that weren't available 15 years ago. So I think that's, that's super cool. Um, for, for those individuals. Um, and I think as human beings, I think we're conditioned since, you know, birth and, um, to, to kind of really focus on the negative things. And, uh, I think there's a big awakening that's happening, uh, throughout the entire world. And you see it with a lot of these protests, these lockdown protests and stuff. And I think the energies are shifting. I think, um, there's a lot of people that are, that want to look at the bright side and, and, and want to be hopeful of the future, you know, and, and, you know, you, if you sit there and listen to the news, you know, the mainstream media, I mean, that'll that'll drive you into a hole of depression you know and that's Uh just a big theatrics you know and and it's all based on ratings they're in the
0: business of selling news so they need some kind of i disconnected from the media i actually got sick with covid on March 10th, which was like a week what before number the, were you number 38 in the state of New Mexico to yeah. test positive for COVID. I love that. I know <laughs> number 38.
2: And guess who's still here? Right in front of our eyes.
0: Still here. But it was super scary. And mm. I mean, I was the first like one of the first people to get laid off, you know, uh, you know, my boss called me and he said file for an unemployment file for Medicaid. You know, food stamps, whatever you can get, file for it right now. Wow. Like, yeah, Wow. yeah, and that was all super scary too. I was like, didn't he really just tell me to file for unemployment? And, <laughs> and anyways, food yeah, stamps? like watching, you know, you're, you're yeah. you know, I, I, I live by myself, so, you know, like I was. I'll bleep that out. In quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> was, You're all I got. It's your own two legs and hands. You know? I was in quarantine and then, you know, watching some news and I just, I, I ended up disconnecting pretty early on because, uh, yeah, it was just like all, so the sensationalism. So dim. So over the top. And yeah, they're in the business of selling news. So yeah. they've got to hook you, you know, with something. and Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, I
1: haven't watched the news in years, and I mean, I'm like way before COVID. I haven't watched the news, and I, 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 I almost feel guilty about it sometimes. But on the other hand, like I have tried, <laughs> if the, like the local news, the 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 world news, I can kind of deal with a little bit better because I feel like I'm unattached because I'm pretty much happiest in my own bubble.
0: Anyways, weren't you glad that you were out of the restaurant business once COVID hit?
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. You were yes. like,
2: "Oh, thank God." Good question. <laughs> I just hated the stupid sh- polo shirts. Because I'm so scrawny. They never fit me well. And oh, I oh. hated the stupid pants, the dickies I'd have to go buy, and the stupid shoes that are slip, non-slip resistant. Now they have cool ones. Like, you could buy cons that have, like, the non-slip resistant. <laughs> they, Not they really date. have
1: cool ones. They Good have ones, so cool, yeah. you
2: know, but I to look like yeah. the biggest dork on the planet. You know, that would piss me off the most. You know what I mean? It's like, give me a shirt that fits me. Come on, man.
1: It's the least you can man, do. Man, I am so right. <laughs> They're with you right now because we have to wear these button
0: up
2: uh, gingham. gingham
1: and i love the gingham i love the gingham style
0: but the button up bullshit. gingham style is that like gongnam style
1: yes that's how i you know what that's how i relate to it to in order to like it a little bit they, they got I, a, I call it gingham, g- gingham style. style
2: i applied at the stupid steakhouse just because they were able to wear jeans and like their little like t-shirts that were just t-shirts you know and i always got denied i was like that's the only place that i want to work only because they get to wear jeans you know and uh the polo oh, yeah. shirt. What is it? I with get the polo to wear
0: jeans. Uh, we my... wore polo shirts briefly.
1: Man, I I love polo shirt. I would totally wear a polo shirt rather than a button up shirt. Button up shirts do not no. work
0: for me. No, 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 no. They do not work for me. They the should polo, give you options. I think polo is the absolute worst. It is. It it's is so cheesy. I think I mean, it is. No. If I had a
1: choice between button up and polo, I'd go for the polo. No, no. we're gonna they have should... to take a vote, I guess. They
2: should give you an option. <laughs> I mean, you either get a t-shirt, a button-up, or a polo. You know? uh, okay.
1: Okay, <laughs> no. if I had that option, then I'm going for the All t-shirt. All right, this is
0: going to be an online poll. Colleen's going to set it up on our Facebook page. Okay, I, I like totally it. do I like it. it. I like it, too. <laughs> yeah. Button-up or polo. Yep. <laughs> or
1: t-shirt. Well, of course, everybody's
0: going to pick t-shirt.
1: Okay, okay yeah. I, won't pick t- I won't put t- <laughs> t-shirt on there, but yes, everybody, because you're right, everybody's going to pick t-shirt. God damn it.
2: I mean if it's a five star I guess, you know, you gotta wear the gloves and the whole nine, you know what I mean? <laughs> a tuxedo. Why
1: don't we have like women t shirts and like guy t shirts? Like
2: well how I many mean... five star uh, uh you know restaurants are in Albuquerque? I think there's like a four star is the highest that we have. I
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> know how many is stars that? <laughs> I don't know how many stars it has, but we did dine at Antiquity about a month ago and I have to say it was first rate it was wonderful nice. shout out antiquity to antiquity in old town if you're
2: celebrating oh, something and, special I heard of it mm-hmm.
1: in old town albuquerque mm-hmm. or old town i think old
2: town I've heard albuquerque, of
0: it. Yeah. really yeah, yeah. Antiquity. maybe you
2: should it's all reservation only and they put you in little um, areas and i don't type.
0: know if we made a restaurant made a reservation or not but it they you know they it's a, it's kind of like an old adobe building okay. or
2: house i believe my dad went there and he may have, have of talked about that place and yeah. he was really actually spoke really highly of it mm-hmm. yeah. i've
0: heard of that yeah i i have heard of that restaurant but it was fantastic it was a great meal what did you have uh we had we had sweaty balls <laughs> <laughs> some kind of pear appetizer what was it it's like a poached pear appetizer we had that with a nice chardonnay and we had salad and then we i had a pork pork loin with apple brandy cream sauce. Ooh, the highlight yeah. of the meal for all of us, we all had these vegetables on our plate. and They were mixed vegetables, but there were these carrots that were sliced very thinly, and they just blanched them and cooked them in butter and salt and pepper. That's all. But we were all like, these carrots are amazing! <laughs> I'm going to write a review on the carrots!
2: <laughs> they really were great. So
0: simple! And, and, so simple. And you know,
2: nice. I, I... For a while there, I was not allowed to pour my own liquor or pour my own oil <laughs> in the pan because, you know. At home, uh, this is an at-home rule. And role. this was at a, an at-home rule <laughs> because, I mean, in order to make something taste good, you got to put butter in it. you got to oil it up, you know. It's very hard to, you know, if you want the, the flavors, you know. Now you can, you know, you can, uh, uh, you know ease up on all of these things and make it a little healthier which i'm trying to do now but my mom was you know she was big on the spices on the certain spices and everything and everything was just explosive you know and, and it's spicy here in new mexico especially you know And so it's very hard to get away from that and eat bland food. I
0: know. I eat like three different kinds of hot sauce on like my breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I've got Louisiana and there's a little dash of some homemade habanero sauce I made. And then there's sauce all over everything. Homemade
1: habanero sauce. Hey, Christy used to make this uh, coconut What crack sauce. Christy's coconut crack sauce. Christy's coconut crack sauce, we used to call it. It was like... Uh, well, it's coconut. You don't even have to say the recipe
0: because I have it's to crickets. give it. It's actually not my creation. Uh, Danny McCarroll up in Colorado. Woot woot! Hey Danny, if you're oh, listening, from hey Colorado. Colorado. She, uh, yeah, she fed me uh, jerk chicken wings one night with this oh, coconut sauce, this and I just remember I was like, "That's sauce so good." <laughs> and, and anyways, it's uh, yeah, it's coconut milk and sour cream and lime and wow, cilantro cool. and hot uh, sweet Thai chili sauce. Oh man. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Good. It is the best.
2: I have a technician crack have, sauce ever. I have a technician, and uh, he's a hell of a cook, and uh, so he's always shooting me pictures. And my mom was a cook, and we do our own. You know, I make her homemade sauce every now and then for special occasions and all that stuff. So, you know, here in New Mexico, uh, green chili is our pride. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, w- hence why we went uh, to the certified official hatch green chili versus the new colorado, mexico colorado green certified chili. Yes. new mexico yes. chili and i believe they made certified. that some kind of law or something <laughs> or do they have to have that certification sticker on the restaurants if i'm not mistaken
0: oh sure it's um, just probably. like florida orange juice or right. yeah uh yeah, yeah like certified new mexico chili you don't have to have it but uh yeah if you want to call it, I guess if you but want to call it New Mexico. to have authentic, it. Authentic. You know, want certified. Green chili you hatch. want to have
1: it <laughs> yeah. the certified. Because right. that's the good stuff. I mean, yeah. that's.
2: And that is so that funny. Is that, certified. And that is so funny <laughs> that uh, that was the little, uh, you know, battle between Colorado and uh, in New Mexico there for a little, <laughs> little bit, you know. And now they got the better pot. And so, <laughs> no. you know, maybe they're going to have a certified Colorado, you know, my, we're gaining on you. On, yeah. my, uh, you don't my have better pot. My son
1: posted a meme. And it said, um, "Oh, it wasn't Colorado though; it was Texas." But it said it was like these two people, um, and one said, "I love New Mexico," and it was a Texan, and it said, "Yes." And then it was said, "I love Texas," and it was a New Mexican, and they were like, "No." (laughs) So basically, like Texans love New Mexico. But New Mexico doesn't love Texas. Yeah, there's back. too many, there's so many
2: Texas plates. Get them out of here. I know,
1: and it, and you guys were talking about Colorado, which is totally different, and I get it.
2: Very, New Mexicans are very territorial, you know that they, they are. You know. Yeah,
1: and you know, I grew up in upstate New York, where we were kind of too up there, I guess. Where and I still kind, I'm not, I'm not anymore, but I am here in New Mexico. You well,
2: know? you have a lot of the 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 wonderful. Uh, Native lands that they they can't build on. So once you start restricting and and keeping, you know, this, all of these lands, you know, like the BLM lands too, as well, uh, Bureau of Land Management, and and they, they stop.
1: BLM, Bureau the, Land Management, not um, Black land Lives Management.
2: Matter. No, 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 we're not talking about that. Okay. But but uh, <laughs> basically they, they and, and all of these, you know, they, they, they stop building on, on anything national, forests, and they try mm-hmm. to keep. And I, I love that because there's no end, you know, there's no end. And so I kind of love living up here in this area because yeah. there's a lot of native land and they can't build yeah. And so you get that, the plains and you get the beautiful, you know, sunsets and, and it's just, Big it's a beautiful sky. place. It's a yeah. beautiful place. I love yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Hey, you know what? Uh, Alex is a musician and has some of his own music. And uh, I, I want to ask a, a couple more questions about the service industry, because we do talk shift on this podcast, but what's... you not like about the service industry what is your downfall why did you get out of it I mean what's tell us your story
2: so you know um, I think that the service industry I think people look down on people who work in the service industry Mm -hmm. as like dropouts or this and that but there are some talented people that work in the service industry that, um, you know, it's the eye of the beholder and, and that go to school and that are amazing bartenders, man, that are just sh- the showmanship or culinary arts, man. And, and, in the, the food and the presentation, and it's all very amazing. So if you're in the right place and you own your own business and you're, you're like a, a, a chef, you know, and you can, you can make some really good money and depending in the locations and what you're doing right uh, marketing is big and obviously your and finished products got to be amazing as well it's kind of like sales if, if, if you're like a server it's kind of like sales it's you know it's a little sporadic um, there's still a lot of good money to be made you know
1: tell us your most memorable service industry story the, the one you remember the most
2: so this one just kind of pops into my head. I have a couple, but um one of them is um I'll take it back to the latest one, which was la peeps who's no longer here. And uh Le Peep it had it and so <laughs> you know um the service industry uh quote unquote was too easy for our crew. So we had to get very stoned before we would start our day in the in the morning, right? We had to make it fun and exciting because we were too good, right? And this, and I'm being I'm I'm being real facetious or whatever you want to call it, but in any event, so we get really super stoned, right, in the morning, and we get in, and then. We wouldn't talk to each other because we'd be so stoned and afraid that (laughs) people would notice. So we'd be getting everything prepped for our morning, you know, the teas and the coffees and everything prepped. (laughs) And so I I do have this one story, which I remember, which they threw me, and Lapeep was the first actual serving job that I ever had because before that I was always a busser. I was very young. And then later on, I got back into the service industry and uh, they actually allowed me to serve people, which they were out of their minds, right?
3: So uh, so
2: they trusted me right so uh, I guess I talked a good talk so um in any event they put me at the back of the the room which was a very big open space and it had all big a lot of big parties great right how to uh, a greenhorn give them as much people as possible to see how bad he could screw it up right so i had a an extremely large party i believe it was like a sunday it was like after church you know and,
4: sunday and we
2: had a huge uh, uh, uh crowd come in and they were all one party and so it was like a horseshoe shape type and I figured out on my own how to tr- oh, try to get horseshoe. my notes, how to get my notes oh. to where I can figure out your who shorthand. Had, <laughs> my shorthand, who had what, right? So, in any event, I remember uh, specifically this one, this one gal. She was a sweetheart. And so she ordered pancakes. And I, and I, I don't know what I was thinking or what happened. So, anyway, <laughs> from yeah. me gathering their order to me putting in their order, somehow I ended up getting her waffles. And if you guys remember, La Peep had amazing waffles. They did. Like you could not even compare mm-hmm. their pancakes. Mm-hmm. Pancakes, there's only so much you can do. But waffles, it's like a whole new world, right? All <sighs> the, the fruit and all the fresh fruit oh, yeah. and everything. So I, I got our waffles. So as you're, as I'm going <laughs> down, I had my food runner and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm looking at my notes and I'm identifying my food and I was still very green. And I'm, and I'm looking and I'm setting everybody up and you get the look, right? As soon as you set the plate in front of somebody, you get the look and you, everybody knows in the service industry, the oh, look, shit. and it's like, it's up. that, it's like the dog when they look at you like sideways <laughs> and they look at you in the eyes and they're just confused. And they're like, and I was like right away before she even had to say, so I was like, Oh, d- uh, was that what you ordered, ma'am? And she was like, well, no. She said I ordered the pancakes but, and the waffles looked amazing. So she, as she's looking at me, she's confused. We're engaging in this conversation and I go, uh, is that not what you ordered? And she goes, well, I ordered pancakes but." this looks amazing. And I literally got like the fattest tip because I was a stoner and I, was, I screwed up her order, but I gave her what she really wanted. You
0: didn't want pancakes. <laughs> I gave her what she really wanted. I decided she wanted up. waffles.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So that one was a, a great one and I'll never forget that <laughs> one. Um, and there was a few others, but that was a, a real one that stuck with me. And, uh, That's great. And, and you read people and in, in sales you're, you know, uh, service industry, you're in sales and you're selling yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're
1: selling yourself and, uh, you, you want people to trust you, you know, and trust, uh, uh, this is good. Eh, that's uh, you know, whatever. It's not that popular, but.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like being the chef and, and you're waiting for their expression on how good was your food, you know? So it's a team effort.
1: Yeah, for sure. no, it's it's you know, it's it's uh it's an adrenaline rush as cricket would say. <laughs> Serving industry is an adrenaline rush and and the same with bartending, making drinks and doing all those things, you know. I mean, man, cricket you've been in the business for 37 years. Cranky. I know. I I don't think we've ever like really Pointed that out <laughs> in this podcast. I mean, we've all been like twenty plus years, blah blah blah. But specifically, cricket. I've taken a few years.
0: brief uh breaks. What other jobs have you it?
1: had in between?
0: Well, I did some nannying. Yeah. I uh, yes. I you know I, I at different times, different families. Um, you know, one, I just I worked in their home, but I, you know, I, I commuted from from my house every day, but I didn't actually live in with a family and they were really great people. And actually, the the twin girls that I used to nanny found me on Facebook fairly recently oh. and it was just, it, yeah, it really blew my mind. <laughs> One oh, of them called really me all cool. drunk. Yeah, <laughs> I <was laughs> Nice. Like, I was like, you're only six. Why are you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I love it.
2: Drunk up in a drink. <laughs>
0: No, um, she's
1: not six anymore. No, she's... she was 24.
0: Uh, yeah. But, it's, right. yeah, but yeah, but you're thinking. But she, yeah, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so nannying and um, I did some, uh, just some odd jobs when I, um, in between travels, when I first came out to New Mexico, I think I was out here nine months and then I went back East for, I think I was there for like three or six months, but I just got a bunch of jobs and, uh, yeah. you know, I did some data collection at the hospital for my mom hmm. and I worked at a gym as like the clerk really boring uh, job, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever be late if you're opening. If you're the clerk opening the gym, there'd be like a. I'd be like two minutes late. You know, there'd be like you're a wreck, line. You're wrecking my pump. Yeah, there'd be a line of people <laughs> out the door. Oh, they were so angry that they uh-huh. didn't get to work out. You know, it's just yeah, different. What is it? Type A. I don't know what I am, but I'm not them. <laughs> the type A personality? Is that the, oh, the, the go getter, the up I'm, early and go getter? Yeah. I'm not even close to yeah.
1: politically correct ever. Anyways. Well, I, th- so I think that, ever it, ever. that
2: everybody in the service industry is connected because the end goal is yep. to really satisfy somebody and, and, you know, show, pour your heart and soul into it and, you know, have them enjoy it. And, and hope they come back again and, and, you know, uh, safeguard your job, you know? That's why
1: it's called the service industry. It's where they're to serve. Because we're, we are there to serve. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I save a lot of the, like, man, there's so many memes out there. And I just saved this one. That's so great. And I'll share it with you guys eventually on the Shift Talkers podcast. Facebook page, which you should totally check out. You know, Alex and Christy are both musicians and, uh, we would love, I would love for you guys to wrap this session up with some music. I think it would be fantastic. I'm just gonna stop this for just a sec and let you guys... And I'm gonna go pee, and you guys do what to do. <laughs> nice. <Okay. laughs>
2: yeah, times are a little tough, but we're we're getting back, and uh, I think we're all just doing the best we can. And uh, smile goes a long way. Mm-hmm. and if you're yeah. out
0: there you too bad know, you gotta wear a mask it's like yeah I'm right
2: right hopefully <laughs> that goes away soon <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and,
1: i i really do think that there have been a lot of uh positive if we if we focus on the positive things that have happened and even the masks you know we can smile with our eyes hopefully <laughs> people will you know i i find that you know and maybe it's just we we talked about this already but maybe it's just that's what I'm looking for is the positiveness in the COVID crap it, instead of all the negative shit. Cause there is a lot, but I, I think there's a lot of positive too, and that's what I'm going to focus on. And I hope that you guys do too too. Uh,
2: I agree 100%. And uh, if you're out there, you know, and you're getting some food and you're in a hurry and, you know, just be patient. I mean, you know, all of these people are trying to serve you, so be kind. Be we're patient. busting our fucking ass. That's you know, what uh, we're doing. You know, if you, if you <laughs> we're can, busting pit, our
1: ass serving you. Yeah, there you
2: go. I love that. If you could tip, please tip. You know, your bartenders, waitresses, everybody. Tip big. They got bills to pay just like you, and they're on the front lines just like the doctors are too. So that's something that nobody ever talks about. You know, the grocery store clerks, they're all on the front lines. Hospitality, uh, you know, the service industry, they're on the front lines too. So be kind.
1: Thanks, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Ship Talkers. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Alex, Cricket, and I had a blast doing this podcast. And the end of this podcast is Cricket and Alex jamming out while I listen and have a great old time. And so I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did. It was so fantastic. And these are two talented, talented people that uh, we should acknowledge. So. Thank you again. We're so grateful. Peace out. Have a COVID-free day.
0: Here they are, Cricket and Alex. I'm just going to do a a blues, deep Ellen blues. And uh, it's it's the key of G, but I'm going to play it in uh, the E voicing just to give it a more bluesy feel. So we're in the key of G, actually. But I don't know what you... I don't know how that translates. Okay. (laughs) 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 My (laughs) pain already hurts.
1: (laughs) My pain already hurts. (laughs)
4: your money in your shoes. Women in deep elm got them deep blue blues. Oh sweet mama, daddy's got them deep blue blues. I said oh sweet mama, your daddy's got them deep elm If you go down to the Ellum just to have a little fun, have your fifteen dollars ready when the policeman comes. Oh, sweet mama, daddy's got them Deep Ellum blues. I said, oh, sweet mama, you daddy's got them Deep Ellum blues. Think
0: you can pick one?
4: I knew a preacher. He preached the Bible through and through. Went down to the bellum. Now his preaching days are through. Oh, sweet mama, daddy's got them a deep bellum blues. Oh, sweet mama, your daddy's got them a deep bellum blues. once i had a boyfriend he meant the world to me went down to deep Elm, now he ain't what he used to be oh sweet mama daddy's got them deep Elm blues i said oh sweet mama your daddy's got them deep Elm blues To Deep Ellum, Put your money in your shoe Women in the bellum Got them Deep Ellum blues Oh sweet mama Daddy's got them Deep Ellum blues I said oh sweet mama your Daddy's got them Deep blue blues I said oh mama. Your daddy's got them deep. Elan Blue. Woo! (laughs) (laughs)
3: Love it! Woo! Alex
1: everybody Alex everybody cool
0: good (laughs) lyrics really good lyrics what's it called? oh fantastic blood and bone I really really like your lyrics and the yeah the musicality of the song I thought it was a really good song I feel like I'm on like American Idol or something. No, no <laughs> way. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a judge.
4: I'm a judge. I'm Randy. Rifle no. so, rightfully so. You've got some great lyrics. I mean,
2: some vocals. You got some wonderful vocals, man. Hit or don't play something, man. You got some good vocals.
0: Great vocals. Take it down a notch. Not so rock and rolly. We'll do some folky stuff. Folky, that's folky. I, that's what I do best. I'm a folky. Within my Duran Duran shirt.
1: Oh. <laughs> Pictures. Picture
2: picture bingum, what's his name? Ryan Bingham Ryan
4: I've been walking in my sleep and counting trouble. That account sheet where the years went, I can't say. I just turned around and they gone away. I've been sifting through the layers of dusty books and faded papers to tell a story. I used to know one that happened so long ago. It's gone away in yesterday, and I find myself on a mountainside where the rivers change direction, cross the great divide. well i heard the owl calling softly as the night was falling with a question and i replied but now he's gone across the borderline and he's gone away in yesterday And I find myself on a mountainside Where the rivers change direction Cross the great divide finest hour I have seen is the one that comes between the edge of the night and the break of day when the darkness rolls away and it's gone away. And yesterday, and I find myself on a mountainside, where the rivers change direction, cross the great divide, where the rivers change direction, cross the great divide.
1: Cricket, 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 everybody.
0: Beautiful. That was a Kate Wolf too. So gorgeous. I was Beautiful. going to tell you, how
2: does somebody like you have to go do the crap you don't want to do and not do the shit you want to do because you're badass? Thank I'm you. Really right? It's a cheap crate. I'm in the heck, man. I know. That's all top charge
0: <laughs> Well, I didn't write it. That's the problem, that's okay. you know? You, you revive it.
2: That's what you <laughs> do. God, you die. Oh! You see? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> how did I <laughs>
0: come up with
1: that? <laughs> Think there's yeah, in I, I'm, uh, yeah, I've never. I read think a, so uh, too, yeah. Alex. I love that. Yes, that is awesome.
0: yes. I've never really. I, <coughs> I would like to try to write with somebody some at some point. Oh
2: I man, think, I need help on some of this stuff. Check yeah. this yeah. out. What do you think? I, I'm stuck here. Maybe you can help me, but with him, we can do one original from the from the crop. You know, the, crop, uh, Alex. From the ground. I, I, I would yep, love,
0: love me, to think, that. Let me start. it knocked over your drinky food.